Father, that is our prayer, that is our response, that is our hope. And even if it's not, we ask that your spirit would instill that deep within us, that we would learn the meaning of what it means to be satisfied in you alone. There's so many things in life, Father, that seem to distract us, that seem to convince us to compromise, that take our focus off, on, off of you and onto other things. But in the end, Father, when it's all said and done, our greatest need is you. And so I pray that we would not fall victim to the lies that we are bombarded with every single day. But, Father, that we would understand afresh, even tonight, that you are our greatest need and you are completely available to us. It's not just that we have a need and somehow we got to find it. Father, you disclose yourself and you say, I'm right here. Experience me abundantly and to the full. So, Father, may we just be encouraged and strengthened because of you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may have a seat right now. And as you're sitting down in those nice, comfy pews, I just want to say, first of all, happy Thanksgiving. Wow. Yeah, that's quite the response. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving. Come on. We just, Tom and I just came from a training in India, and uh, they were kind of murmuring at first, but we got them to rip-roar, yell at us. So, come on. I know it's quiet. It's dark outside. It's kind of late into the day. We're old. But, happy Thanksgiving. Very good. Very good. I love it. I love it. You know, I know you all have certain traditions. Maybe you don't have traditions, but there are, maybe your tradition is that you are a-traditional, and uh, meaning that every year is kind of a surprise, and you just kind of fly by the seat of your pants or shoot from the hip or whatever it may be. Regardless, the fact is we have this week off, whether it be a week off from school or we get some time off from work. Uh, the fact is we get to celebrate, and there are some things that are consistent in our lives, And that is perhaps you eat the same kinds of food, perhaps you have the same people come over, whatever it may be. But there's another consistency in our life that is always pulling at us. There are certain things or longings that we all have that are constantly needing to be filled, to be satisfied. I love the song we just sang right now because we talk about this this concept or this reality of satisfaction. And we just sang that ultimately our satisfaction comes from Jesus Christ alone. Whether you recognize it or not, we all have these internal longings as human beings. We all have these deep-seated internal longings that we are hardwired with as human beings, and these are longings of of satisfaction. They're longings of rest for our soul. There's a longing to be satisfied with something more than that 
something more than this, that circumstantial. We have a desire to experience joy that is not dependent upon our circumstances or situation. These are internal longings that we have, and yes, ultimately they are found or experienced in its fullness, fullest sense in Jesus Christ. But the Bible also teaches us that because of Jesus Christ, we also, we also understand that we can experience a joy and a, and a peace and a sense of uh, deep-seated rest for our souls by adopting a certain attitude or perspective. And I think you know where I'm going with this, right? The Bible actually teaches us that the joy that we are hardwired to long for, the, the peace that we are hardwired to experience in our life, the, 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 um, the rest for our souls that we so desperately want, the Bible also teaches that it comes with an attitude as well as a perspective of gratitude, of contentment of a thankful heart. In fact, contentment fosters a deeper sense of joy. Contentment ushers in a sense of peace regardless of circumstances that surround us. Contentment perpetuates actually a generosity even when others may have more to give. Contentment is the secret to a thankful heart. It's really the precursor to giving thanks. Contentment is the attitude that acknowledges that God has never withheld from us and that He has always provided for us above and beyond anything we could ask or think. I read in a, a book recently uh, that mentioned a Hebrew word, and uh, they kind of just spent a little bit of time talking about this word, and I thought it was very provoking and I want to convey it to you. The Hebrew bird that, it was, that was raised in this book I read on the plane was called Dayenu. Dayenu. D-A-Y-E-N-U. It should be on the screen right there. Dayenu is a song, it's actually a song of gratitude that was traditionally sung by the Jewish people over, during the time of Passover. And it means... It would have been enough. Dainu means it would have been enough. One person actually offered a more modern translation of what that really, kind of to really grasp or extract what it means. Dainu means thank you, God, for overdoing it. Thank you, God, for overdoing it on my behalf. And the song actually consists of 15 different stanzas that the Jewish people would sing, and it referenced a lot of historical backgrounds of the people of Israel. Uh, for example, one of the stanzas in the song says this, if he had brought us out of Egypt and not carried out the judgments against Egypt, Dayenu, it would have been enough. Meaning that God could have delivered Israel from, the, from slavery, and he could have done it without punishing Egypt, but he didn't. And what the Jewish people are celebrating is the fact that they, had, they, got, they received some sense of justice for the harsh slavery they endured for hundreds of years. 
Another verse in this, this song called Dayenu is that, uh, that, that Jewish people celebrated was that God delivered them from Egypt, but he made sure they had all the provisions. In fact, they walked away with Egypt's wealth when they did so. Dayenu. In other words, it would have been enough for God just to free the people of Israel, but he did even more. They left with full bags. They left with the wealth of Egypt. God didn't have to, but he did. The fact is, discontentment is really the attitude or the the perspective that sees only what it doesn't have. Discontentment sees what it does not have, but the attitude of Dayenu recognizes that we have received more than we deserve, that you and I have received more than we could ever need, that you and I, would have, it would have been enough if God did less for us or provided less for us, but instead, He, he went above and beyond our needs. I think as we consider our lives this Thanksgiving season, and as we reflect on how much God has given to us so freely, how much He has done for us so willingly, I believe that we can all say, Dayenu. It would have been enough. That God, it would have been, that God, if He would have provided less or have done less, it would have still been enough. That God, as Paul celebrates in Ephesians 3.20, is able and does exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. That God exceeds our needs. That God exceeds our wants. That God has gone above and beyond what He promises to do. When we consider the great lengths that God went to redeem us from our sin, I think we can easily say, Dayenu. It would have been enough. It would have been enough if God no longer held us responsible for our sin, but God took personal responsibility for our sin. It would have been enough if God took personal responsibility for our sin, but He sent His only Son to take care of our sin. It would have been enough if God took personal responsibility for our sin by sending His only Son, but Jesus died so that we did not have to. It would have been enough if Jesus died for our sin, but God promised eternal life. It would have been enough if God promised eternal life through Jesus Christ, but Jesus left us with His presence, the Holy Spirit. Again, we could go on and on, right? Are you beginning to grasp the significance of Dayenu? Are you beginning to understand uh, the, the, the perspective that Dayenu brings to your life? Dayenu fosters a perspective of contentment and gratitude God hasn't come through for us in the least possible way. He has lavished us with blessing upon blessing. It would have been enough if God did so much less. But the fact is, God does so much more. This is the attitude of contentment. 
Dayenu is the perspective of abundance. The simple fact of the matter is that Jesus left heaven and he came to his world, the world that he created. And he clothed himself with humanity and the weakness of humanity. And he became the punishment for our sin and for our rebellion against God. And he promises us eternal life through faith in the finished work on the cross. It would have been enough if God did less, but he did so much more. And if God never blessed us again with another blessing, the mindset of Dainu is that God has already given us more than we could ever ask, that he has blessed us more than we could ever deserve, and that he has done more for us that we can, than we could ever dream. I pray that you and I would never forget, because it's easy to forget, but I pray that you and I would never forget what God has already done for us. That you would never lose sight of the fact that God in your life has overdone for you. Not in an overwhelming sense. He is overdone because he loves you. And though he may continue to overdo it and overdo it again and again and again in, in your life because that's who God is, that's consistent with his nature, the attitude of gratitude is Jesus is enough. His finished work is enough. So my encouragement to you this evening, as you partake, and I know we have family already visiting in town, and perhaps some of you are getting ready to disembark from Port Angeles, my prayer for you and my, my, my gentle exhortation is this, that your attitude and your perspective on, as you reflect on all that God has provided, that it would be dainu. It would have been enough if God did less. But thank you, God, that you overdid it. It would have been sufficient if God provided so much less. But you did so much more. It's sort of, uh, instead of looking at your life with a glass half perspective or half empty perspective you look at it as it's overflowing with abundance because Jesus is more than sufficient to complete and satisfy and give you the joy and the rest and the peace for your soul something that we all long to experience not just know theoretically but to live each and every day with Sometimes, and I would say even oftentimes, it's one thing to hear it audibly, but the way in which we learn to be a contented people is by going through the motions, by going through actions to help us become more thankful. And so it's one thing, as I said, to, to go, yeah, I know I should be more thankful. I know I could, there's a lot of things to kind of review and evaluate and give thanks for. That's good. But sometimes the, the act of writing things down that you are thankful for is a helpful process. And we're going to do that right now. We're going to continue in our time of worship right now. 
And as we continue in our time of worship, we have an opportunity to give thanks with our bodies. Yes, with our voice, but you should have gotten a piece of paper coming in here. If you did not get a piece of paper, we can get you a little piece of paper, or feel free to find a piece of paper. This one just so happens to be sticky on the back. Write at least one thing in which God has overdone it for you, in which he has done more for you and exceeded in your life. Write that on this piece of paper, at least one thing. We see the cross right here, and we have the communion elements right here. And so what I'm going to ask you to do, when you feel led, as we continue in this, this posture and time of worship, and I'm going to ask you to just come down this aisle here and stick what you are thankful to. Good job, Jonathan, just like that. Come down here, put it on the cross, and then walk across, grab the communion elements, and walk back to your seats. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come in your name right now. We don't come here because somehow you love us more by showing up to a Thanksgiving service. We don't come here because we're just checking off the list. We don't come here because somehow we're expecting to receive something that you don't already promise to give us. But we come here just to give thanks. We come here to say, God, you have been more than enough. You have overdone it. You've exceeded our needs. You've exceeded our wants. And even if we're not able to recognize that in the moments, Father, just through the posture of being here and and the commitment to be here and going through the motions of writing things down we're thankful for, celebrating the Lord's Supper, I just pray that, Father, you would deepen our awareness and our understanding of how good you've been to us. Bless each of us here this evening, Father. May you continue to help us become a grateful people where gratitude and and thankfulness just spills out of us because we're able to honestly recognize how good you've been. So, Father, to that end, we just say thank you for overdoing it. It would have been enough if you did so much less but instead you did so much more. And so we glorify you and we bless you and we say thank you in Jesus' name.